Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard Flight 785. You heard Vanessa. Welcome aboard Flight 785. You all know who I am. My name is Kenyan, AKA Dutch Chocolate. You know how I get down. You know how I get down. Welcome aboard, folks. Welcome aboard. I am here with my lovely wife, Carrie. How are you? Good. I was just thinking that whistle is like uh, not a Swiss miss, but a Swiss mister whistle for you. Well, I don't know what that is, but what I can tell you is- <laughs> You know, is, the hot chocolate? Yeah. Well, I am Dutch chocolate. That is what they call me. <laughs> that is my self-proclaimed moniker, Dutch chocolate. I was born overseas, folks, in the Netherlands, Dutch chocolate. And guess who I have today, guys, flight crew? Guess who I have? I have my sister, Terry. I had my sister, Tanya, on, you know, last month, month before last. But now Terry has showed up. Terry, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you very much. Outstanding. Outstanding, guys. We are on location. We are on location in Kansas City, Missouri, guys. We are in Kansas City, Missouri, just hanging out for a short time. You know, I had to take the car, had to take the ride up to Kansas City and uh, spend a little bit of time here, guys. I had to get out of Texas. I had, we we had to get out of Texas, right, Carrie? Sure. We had to get, okay. We needed a break. We needed a break, guys. Sometimes you need a break, okay? Sometimes you need a break. And so that is what we did. We jumped in the car and we rolled up here to Kansas City and had a good time. We've had a good time, haven't we? Yes. Yes, I was helping my mom. She was out uh, with some things around the house. And uh, you know what? Truth be told, I am ready to get back to Texas. I am ready to get back to Texas due to the fact that they just don't have the creature comforts that I'm used to here in Kansas City, Carrie. They, they really don't. Things move just a little slower here. They they drive a little bit slower here. And, oh, uh, everything goes a little slower. <laughs> okay. Okay. Things may be a little slower, but that's okay, guys. That is okay. We are making the best of it. Although they do not have uh, certain things that I require uh, when I am, you know, in, in Texas, they do not have my Mountain Valley spring water. That is what I drink, guys. Mountain Valley. That is what keeps my smooth baritone voice the way it is. But that's why it's a little scraggly because it's been, what, a week? We've been here about a week, Carrie. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Been here about a week, but that's okay, guys. Dutch chocolate is here to help you all get through your day You know, if you're at the gym or if you're uh, at your office listening or, you know, if it's first thing in the morning, like our good friend Dawn in Wichita, she loves listening to the show first thing in the morning. Doesn't she, Carrie? Mm -hmm. She listens. Shout out to Dawn. Shout out to a woman and her grill. Check that out on YouTube. Check out that page, a woman and her grill. She'll show you all kinds of uh, cool ways to, uh, you know, get down in the grill, you know, get down on the grill with you know, all types of meats. But anyway, moving on, we need to get into what we are watching. What have we been watching, Carrie? What have we been watching? Talk to us. Well, we've been very busy this week. Yes. Helping your mom. Yes. So we haven't got to watch anything, but we did watch Big Brother and Love Island a little bit before we took off. We watched some Big Brother and we watched some Love Island. Yes, we did watch that. Things are starting to spice up, I think. 
Yeah, yes, and slow guess, starts, but we're getting there. And guess what? In two weeks, guys, I'm going to give you my review on another show that I have been checking out, but I have not. I have yet to see it yet. I am. Is geeked. it your Love and Lockup? No, it's not Love and Lockup. Shout okay, out to good. Love and Lockup. We threw that in the trash. We did I not. Forgot. We did not. Love and shout out to Love and Lockup. If no. guys, look, guys, if you know someone that's incarcerated and they're in love with someone on the other side, you can reach out to Love and Lockup. And they will share your story. <laughs> your sister what? Terry's got Ter- this crazy look. Terry, do you know somebody that uh, do you do you needs know someone? Love and lockup. No, yes. I, I, I do not. Needs to be shouted out no, for. No, and, not are at you all. sure? No, and I'm documented. Positive. I'm positive. I've I've seen a little bit of that show. Yeah, Love and Lockup. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an outstanding show. It is an outstanding show. I highly, highly recommend it. Guys. So when we pulled up these chairs to do this podcast today, I said, Terry, if I knew you were going to be on here, I would have brought my psych one one book and we kind of delved into some issues now what does that mean are you what saying what, mean, what does that Carrie? mean i mean we're talking you know, about we love could and do, lock up and now you're talking about well, me and psych well i'm just saying like we could have psychoanalyzed those on love and lock up oh, because oh, I, I feel now. like there may be some issues commitment issues uh lots of deep-seated issues yes, of agree. why they fall in love with people in lockup right. without even knowing them really right. i totally agree. well they do know totally. them they do know them because they send them letters okay they have phone calls the person on the outside sends money to the person that's locked up they get to know them on a deeper level carrie but it's like when i was in the sixth grade we had to have a pen pal yes right was it someone in prison was no. it someone in prison? You well, can be I have honest. No, I, I have no idea. It was some boy. Is, I don't know. It was some boy in England. We sent letters back and forth. We had to, in our first letter, we had to enclose a picture of ourselves. Oh, my right? goodness. And his picture, he was a nerd. And I was not impressed, but by letter like five or six, he was asking out on it. Like if he came to the United States, he wanted to go on a date. Mm -hmm. So I threw all letters away and completely ended correspondence immediately. So you're telling me. So I would think I had that experience with pen pal in in grade school. I can only imagine what the experience of being a pen pal for someone in law. So let me get this straight. You, you. Do you agree? I totally agree. I, I also had a pen pal. However, it wasn't mandatory in school. Okay. Um, I'd gotten his name out of some magazine, one of those kid magazines that we had, you know, teenage magazines. Yeah. Teen and, Bob. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Ti- yeah. Tiger Beat. Um, not quite, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, I know he was. He was overseas also, and um, the time difference was was really strange because he would call me and it would be three oh, you o'clock spoke in the on morning. the phone he did call yes oh, yes he did i didn't call. give my number out yeah i don't know what i was thinking i was young <laughs> and you know when you're a teenager you're young you don't know yeah what, you, you don't know, know any so better yeah, yeah but yeah i did the same thing had to break that off totally shut it down he Quickly. was talking about coming here and working and my yeah. mom said no 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 so <laughs> we had to shut it down smart mom yes very yes <laughs> you know what i would never have my daughter writing out to some pen pal to some rando this this is very disturbing. I guys, if you could see me, I am shaking. I am literally shaking right now. I am so upset because of this. This is ridiculous, Gary. You were you I were thought speaking, it was. You were you were corresponding with some joker. It was some kind said, of learning lesson to tie in history let me and tell you, to tie in writing. Let me and, tell you something. Ain't nobody got time for that. And you know, thinking back, I don't even think they graded our letters. What? They did all that and they didn't even grade I don't, it. I don't think so. 
okay, we've gone too far. We have gone way too far. We need to move on. We, we definitely <laughs> What's need... the flight plan? We have need... we gone yeah. over that yet? You know what? I think we will. <laughs> We're going to talk about a ingenious, I like to say in, ingenious way of cooking that I found on the interwebs. We're going to talk about something that happened in a Georgia home. We're going to talk about America and some of the 10 worst states to live in, according to an article. And we're going to talk about a balloon trip. So that's what we're going to talk about uh, here on the flight plan. That is what we have for Flight 785. So buckle up, Carrie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Terry, are you ready? I am ready. You are ready to do it. Okay, fantastic. Well, let's just get right on into it. Now, we all have our ways of cooking. There's grilling, right? There's grilling things. There's baking things, right? There's boiling things. Frying things. There's frying things. So I was on the- Sautéing things. Crock-pot. Oh, yes, crock-pot. So I was on the- Air fryer. Okay, yes, I've got it. (laughs) I've got it. (laughs) Listen, I've got it. Thank you. The ninja foodie. Okay. Bonfire. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Campfire. You know what? You know what? That's enough. I've got it. The skillet. Okay. You know what? I've got it. I've got it. But moving on. So I'm going to talk to you about- cooking salmon and i found this on the uh you know alaska you know alaska they you know they have a lot of salmon in alaska okay so you, know you can do that smoke thing with it excuse me smoke thing yeah no i didn't but moving on so when we're talking about salmon okay let's just talk about this it is odorless it requires no oven no pots or pans and it works well for preparing alaska's favorite fish what can it be you ask Boy, I am, you know, I I am on the edge of my seat. Are you on the edge of your seat, Gary? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, you know, that I didn't know. I need more enthusiasm. Well, we need to reset that. I'm in, Let's l- reset l- that. Let me tell you what I'm envisioning. Yes. I'm envisioning like you're watching Chopped or yes. uh, what is it? Master. Master uh, Chef. Iron Chef. Iron Chef. Yes. And you know how they take that little tube and they put it in a plastic bag and they smoke it? Yes. Is that what's going on? Well, let's just find out. How do you do it? You take one small salmon or a piece of salmon, wrap it up well with aluminum foil, use at least two sheets, find a suitable rack in the dishwasher, insert, close the door, and start the machine. Oh, hell no. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Let me reset that one more time so you all know. Close the door, take your fish, okay, put it in the dishwasher, and start the machine. Oh, hell no. What happens? Depending on the model of the dishwasher and the cycle, the salmon is broiled, steamed, and baked. The results. One oh, moist. Overcooked and dry. No, no. The results are, are you get one moist and tender salmon ready for eating. Simply remove from the dishwasher. Open the foil carefully. Place on a platter and serve. There will be no cooking odors at all. Oh, hell no. Not in foil. I yes. Could, I could yes. do it in a... If you did like a freeze or a airtight Ziploc, listen, thing we're talking about dishwasher salmon, Carrie. Yeah, but dishwasher salmon. The water is going to get in that foot. That's no. why you double wrap it. You double wrap it. Mm-mm. Okay. And much depends on the strength of your dishwasher and the cycle you use, as well as the size of the fish. A certain amount of experimenting is necessary. If one full cycle is not enough, simply run it again. There you go. Vegetables could be wrapped up and cooked at the same time. Of course, you can use your favorite touches, wrapping the fish with herbs such as dill or thyme. 
thin sliced vegetables. I think you guys get the gist. This is what not say you? this is not energy efficient because you can't add your dirty dishes because you can't add the soap because that would have a chemical reaction with the aluminum foil. So this is definitely not an energy efficient way of cooking salmon. Really? You don't think so? No. Terry's well, looking a little confused. Come no, on. This no, article. No. I, I totally think that the water would get through to the foil. It would get through the foil for sure, because as hard as that water sprays in those dishwashers with those things twisting around, it, your food is ruined. It, just, it would be thrown and bounced exactly, around. Exactly. No, yeah. no, because this is what the article says. The article says that it does work. This gentleman seasoned a one inch thick filet with lemon pepper and wrapped it in five layers of foil. He did not want to taste any detergent and ran it through the standard cycle with a load of dishes. Yes, the salmon came out rare, which is how most people like it. He preferred it medium, so he gave it a heavy duty pot scrubber mode next time for the dishwasher. So he got raw fish and unclean dishes. No, the dishes were clean and his... No, he didn't use soap. Yeah, he said, yeah, he used, he, yeah, he did with oh, detergent. He did? Yes, okay. he with detergent. So he poisoned himself with chemical. Okay. This is what I'm going to do, guys. I, I, I think, I think I could see it happening if you quickly turned it to just the, the heat cycle at the end where it steams. Okay. But I don't think it would get hot enough for it. You have to run a full cycle. So this is what I'm going to do, guys. I am here. <laughs> in ca- I, I don't. I am here. The in dishes ca- are going to smell like salmon no matter oh, what. Yeah. No, no, they is will not. Oh, yeah. No, they will not because you have double wrapped it or wrapped it five times in foil. That Airtight, whole dishwasher tight. is going to smell like salmon for the week. No, no, it, it will not. It will not. Here's the deal. Here's if the deal, guys. Does your the- microwave smell like salmon when you put it in there There's for no week? odors. Okay. But listen, listen, hmm. I'm going to put all this to ref rest guys i am making dinner tomorrow guys i can't believe it i am making dinner tomorrow and i am going to go to the what is it high v i'm going to the high v and i'm going to get some salmon or salmon depending on how you say it i'm going to get some salmon and i'm going to get a piece for carrie i don't I'm eat going salmon to, please it's very rude to interrupt i'm going to get a piece for carrie i'm going to get a piece for terry Okay, I'm not gonna get one for my mom. Okay, I'll but fix I'm gonna ours. get. I'll fix mine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna okay. get. I'm gonna get some salmon for Terry and Carrie, and I'm going to cook them in the dishwasher. They are going to taste test them, and in two weeks we'll be able to find out what they have to say about the dishwasher salmon. Now, guys, if you think that I need to get some salmon and do this for my sister and my lovely wife, give me a hell yeah! <laughs> what? What? Well, the people have spoken, guys. The people have spoken, guys. I'll take so- mahi mahi, please. No, I'm so excited, guys. That does sound nice. I, I am so excited, uh, Terry. What say you? Can what you say season you? it with pineapples? Warm pineapples. What say top? you, Terry? Will you will you participate in this? This is for research purposes. Will you participate? Definitely not. Okay, guys. My fish better be flaky and not soggy. Listen, listen, I can't I'm wait, I'm not guys. even trying it. We I don't need any soggy bottom. Okay, what? What? <laughs> we don't need any so- what? soggy bottom fish. Oh, my. George Takai, get out of the studio. Okay, get out of the studio. I've told you over and over again, guys. I make it all the way to Kansas City, Missouri, and George Takai shows up in the studio. I do not understand how he makes it. Carrie, what say you? How, how does George do it? Can yeah. you... Can you tell me, please? I welcome him at this moment. Thank you. Thank you for that.
Moving on. Terry, do you have a pair of Crocs in your closet? Oh, hell no. You don't? No Crocs. Terry. They're not my style. Terry, how about you? Do you have a pair of Crocs? No, I do not. No. Okay. Well, everyone knows what Crocs are, those very fashionable shoes that you will never find in my closet. The plastic things? I I don't... Are they plastic? I think they're rubber. I think they're rubber. I think they're made of both. Okay. And they have the little crocodile... Yeah, that's yeah, they're called Crocs. They're called Crocs. Yeah. Well, Crocs is accusing Walmart, Hobby Lobby, and other companies of copying its iconic clog. I guess they're called clogs. Yeah, we saw a couple of those this weekend. Yes. So the shoemaker filed for tra- uh, filed trademark infringement lawsuits against Walmart and other and Hobby Lobby because I guess Walmart and Hobby Lobby are making knockoffs. Isn't it a free country to have generic brands? They don't what? have their symbol on them. Well, I think I think you can get sued for infringement because if you have a copyright and you did make they something... give them their special recipe well, for their blend of plastic and rubber? No, no, it's just if you have a product and you make it and you're making you know lots of money and then someone comes and just copies the exact same thing that you made after you did a trademark for it, mm-hmm. then you know you'd be upset because then that's it happens coming. all the time maybe they should have done diamonds instead of circles for their okay holes. okay uh terry what say you i i need another perspective what say you on this i agree with you carrie on that you do? i mean just make one little small change and just keep rolling with well, it let's do lucky charms hearts for girls stars for boys <laughs> what about what about uh cheerios and then the plastic bags of cheerios that other people there you make? go i mean it's the i same mean thing. same it's thing just different it's a packaging. yeah just different recipe. So I guess what Poppies, I've learned. Popeyes and KFC. What I've learned is that. Carrie, and graham crackers. Don't do that with graham crackers. So honey made's the best. Thank what? you. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're not. Thank you. Listen, we don't made. do that yeah. other brand. Right. We're not getting paid, okay? We're not getting paid from Honey Made, oh, okay? So okay. you guys don't need to shout them out. Shout out to Nabris, Nabris, uh, no, uh, Nabrisco. No, that's the trash Nabrisco? one. Nabrisco? Oh, you don't, no. even, you don't know. even know. So it's trash. Guys. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. I think we shall. Let's talk about Georgia, that wonderful state down south, Georgia. And the here pe- in the Peach State? The Peach State, Georgia. Yes. I've got some I've got some family in Georgia if I I do believe so. Rumor has it Georgia can't grow peaches because of the climate change and they grow better in Texas now. Is that right? Yeah. I had no idea. Really? Yeah. So let's talk about this. A Georgia couple found eighteen snakes under their bed. Oh hell no. Yes. Instead of killing the creatures, the husband carefully plucked them off the ground, dropped them in a bag, and relocated them to a nearby creek. Or, if you're down south, crick. But please, I'll continue. Augusta resident Trish Welcher, she tells the news station that she and her husband, Max, were about to go to bed Sunday. She saw what she thought was some fuzz on the floor. She said it moved when she reached down. The couple found a mother snake with 17 recently hatched babies under the bed. Max used a grabber tool to place each one in a bag and carry it to the crick. So he did it separately? What? (laughs) He didn't grab them all at once? I don't know, Carrie. I'm just going, 
he used a grabber tool, okay? I don't know if he did it separately. You know, like those plastic child toys where you... Well, when he said a grabber, that's what I was thinking. But I don't know. I don't know if... The extended if, arm listen, thing from the infomercial. To reach a pie. I don't know if he grabbed... I don't know if he grabbed each snake and put it in a bag one by one and carried it to the crick by himself, you know, one by one, or if he put all 18. I don't know I don't know what he did, but Terry, what say you? What say? What's your What's your stance on on snakes? I don't like snakes, guys. Terry is arachnophobic. She is deathly afraid of anything that moves or That's crawls. That's not true. Just she, spiders. I can deal with snakes, but you just oh, but you can not deal with spiders. Snakes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll take a I'll take a snake over a spider any day of the week. On a On a side <laughs> note, okay, I'm helping my mom clear out some things. And I have, she has a shed in the backyard, right? And so, you know, Terry comes up to me. And now, granted, I'm working, guys. I, I work extremely hard uh, during the week. So I'm working from home. I'm working extremely hard. I've got an extremely high-stress job, guys. High stress. And Terry you're, comes up to You're very, protesting too much. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So anyway. That so, tells you how stressful it is. Yes. Terry comes <laughs> up to me and she says, Mom needs you to help her go through her shed. And I'm looking at her and she says, because I can't go out there because there's spiders out, out there. That's exactly what she said. Oh, I did hear that. I was running downstairs. Yeah, that's what my she said. Quick five minute break when I was really working. Yes, that's what she said. So, so Terry, what's that? I don't you? deny that. I do not deny that. Tell us about the traumatic, the traumatic things that you had to deal with when you were a child. There have and been the reason so why, many traumatic yes. ordeals that I went through as a child. However, the one that made the greatest impact was I was probably eight or nine years old and told my mother about a huge spider because I thought she would come and get it but instead she said if you don't get it it's going to get you oh she told you hey that has what set me on this for the rest of my life therefore I have so about you're 15 big bad cans. and brave and you tackle spiders so why didn't you go to the shed no, I didn't say all that. No, I don't have I don't have any of my raid, none of my wasp spray, nothing to kill anything. I was not going in that web infested spider filled shed. No way. So, so wasp spray does kill spiders. It does. And it shoots at like 17 feet, feet or so. So oh, it works really well. Perfect. So I think what we need to do is That's we, an need insider to, tip. we need to help Terry overcome these fears. So while I'm here, guys, I have certain things that I need to check off my list. And some of those things, number one thing is to get them their dishwasher fish. And the second thing is to help Terry overcome her fear of spiders, guys. I don't if, need your help. If you think that I need to help her with her fear of spiders, guys. Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> what? You're supposed to say hell no. <laughs> guys, there you have it. So are there we going to do whatever that game show used to be where Fear Factor. Like, fear Factor fear for factor. Terry. Carrie, well, are you, we can are find, you seriously we can find a him, clear Carrie? bucket, you know, go out to the shed yeah, and, 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 and yeah, blindfold her. <laughs> tell her to move this box yeah. and ah! That's outstanding, guys. <laughs> I'm that, feeling threatened. This is what I family does. I'm feeling threatened here. This no, what, the spiders will threaten you. This, we're, we're nothing. You're on board flight 785. <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> so that is what that is what happened in Georgia, guys. A gentleman found 18 snakes, guys. 18 snakes. I have so many questions here. Number one, where are they living if there's 18 snakes under their bed and you think there's, you know, some fuzz under the bed and it's moving? 
Where are they living? to show they're not cleaning. They're not cleaning. They're yeah. not cleaning. Is that what you were leading to? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was leading to. I don't know why the the I don't know why the wife doesn't start cleaning more. If Terry, I was Max, it's, it's a married thing. I read his mind. If I was okay. if I was <laughs> Max, if I was Max, I would definitely talk to my wife about this. This is ridiculous. It is the wife's job to take care of this type of stuff and make sure the house is clean. Everybody knows that. And uh, guys, I did not tell you I do have diplomatic immunity on this show. Don't get mad at me, okay? Do not email the show at flight seven eight five podcast at gmail.com do not email the show okay i'm sure Wife, the snakes really... came in because of the heat so they came into the cool of the home i don't think it was a deal of the house not being clean kenyon you always default to this filthy filthy it's filthy <laughs> guys thing, and it's first of all my no. voice doesn't sound like that first of all my voice does not sound like that. i, I have and a just smooth so you guys know, baritone voice wives are very good at delegating chores to their husbands all i know is <laughs> max Max should not have to deal with this, okay? Max probably worked a hard day, all day long, working hard, and then he comes home and he just wants some rest. And next thing you know, there's 18 snakes under the bed. You know what Max needs to do? He needs to get his own apartment. <laughs> yeah, I think so. What say you, Terry? Well, I think he should. She should, too. They both need. Just burn the whole house down. That's what I say. Just burn the whole house 18 down. 18 snakes and you got to go. That, there you go. There you go. So that is what we had going on in Georgia. And we are moving on. We are moving on. Let's talk about the states in America that are the worst states to live in. Do you guys have any ideas? Guys, we can't have any dead air here. Do you have I'm, any ideas um, of what are your worst states in America to live in? Well, California. Well, uh, no, you know what? California is not in there. The of California not. is hmm. not in there. North Dakota. North Dakota is not in South there. South Dakota. No, you guys are. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Number two is Texas. Montana. No Tex- way. Texas is sitting at number two. Yes. Why does everybody keep moving there? This is coming exactly. from. Exactly. Well, this is coming from CNBC, and they're saying these are the ten worst states to live in. Alaska is number one. Uh, no, it is. What, not. What's no. the criteria? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked. They use their methodology, okay, and their methodology is they use basically, you know, their hospitals, their hospital resources, their public funding, voting rights, air quality, all that type of stuff, okay? And so coming in in at number 10 is Indiana. New York is number one, right? No, followed by Louisiana at nine, Arkansas at eight, Alabama at seven, Georgia at six. Why are they all southern yeah, states? Yeah, yeah, that's what the, I'm wondering. I'm feeling this is suspect. No. They're they're biased. T- they this are. is Fairly. not Tennessee. I, I Tennessee Either is at that five. Either that or they only researched half the United States. Well, mm-hmm. Tennessee is at five. And number three, it's tied with Missouri, or as people that live in Missouri call it, Missouri. And, I thought it was Missouri. And well, yeah, that's true. And Nevada. Don't get mad at me, folks. Diplomatic immunity. Me too. Number two is Texas. And number one is Arizona. They're what? saying they're saying natural beauty is abundant in the Grand Canyon state, but so is ozone. They're saying the ozone is very bad because of the health. It is. Wait, wait. The air it, quality. It is in California. It is in New York is worse. Listen, it's the no, air if you quality. go by, are we going by hospitals or are we going by we're, air quality? We're talking. We're gonna, I mean, well, they're gonna they're they saying that Arizona they scored low in all the metrics. Okay, air mm-hmm. quality, public health funding, crime, and inclusiveness. So Arizona came in at number one as the worst state to live in, and Texas, the state I live in, came in at two. 
and they're saying the strength of Texas is the hospital resources, but weaknesses is health and voting rights, public health funding, and inclusiveness. I I disagree with that because... You do? Yes. The health... uh, People come all over the country for health stuff. No, no, that was the pro. I'm... Oh, yeah, that was the, the pro. pro. Okay. Yeah. I was going okay. to say, because I work with several hospitals in Texas, and yeah. they and, are and awesome. They're, they're, they're known some of the best for their, hospitals yeah, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They, they've got, like, award-winning hospitals. Yeah, so their health okay. was good, uh, but everything else uh, was not good. Was I want to know good. where CNBC is located. I do I not think know. it's in I, North or South Carolina. Or no, not C like not CNBC. No, CNBC. I don't know where C. I can look on my Commodore sixty four computer. Probably up in Maine this, or someplace. Completion of this Vermont. podcast, yeah, but, where they can't get out the house for like eight months or something because of the snow. Yeah. Well, I oh, it's got to be Watertown, New York. Uh, there you go. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Let's talk about travel, folks. Let's talk about travel, guys. If you're trying to avoid airborne viruses, heading to a near vacuum might not be the worst idea. A Florida company... Oh, repeat that. What is that? Well, I will reset A warm that. vacuum? If No, I did not say a warm vacuum. Mm-hmm. I said heading to a near vacuum might not be the worst idea. A Florida company is planning to fly passengers to the edge of space in a high-tech version of a hot air balloon. With a pilot and up to eight travelers riding in a pressurized capsule suspended from an enormous blimp. Oh, my. Yes. Wait, wait. You know what I'm envisioning? What are you envisioning? You know how the old school tube at the bank? Yeah, I, yeah. Where I'm you put your money in. Where you put your money yes, in. Yes. Like a vacuum suck tube going yes. to space. Is that is that? The picture you're getting on the there. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> hell no, it's not. I'm not thinking about are, that at are all. Are you with me, Terry? No, with she's you. not with it. you. I see it. No yeah, one okay. sees it. I don't see that. No, what it is is you are in basically a balloon, uh, a hydrogen balloon, hydrogen, if you will. Shout out to the Hindenburg. The I was gonna hydrogen, say that. and you are, uh, you know, going way up in space. It's only a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars per person. And it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Because okay. that'll be your once-in-a-lifetime trip. No, I don't trip. know about that. You won't that. live let's, anymore. No, let's yeah, be, let's I, say, I would let's, feel more comfortable in the bank vault. Let's be, let's be positive. Let's, through a tube. Let, let's be yeah. positive, okay? So the, it's in the inaugural test flight, okay? It was taken off on June 18th from the Space Coast Spaceport in Titusville, Florida. It's a six-hour and 39-minute flight. Did okay? they make it back yet? Yes, and you're going to go on a two-hour gentle ascent all the way up the Earth, okay, above 99% of the Earth's atmosphere to 100,000 feet. There will be another two hours for passengers to enjoy the 360-degree views from the cabin before the spaceship makes its two-hour descent to the ocean where it will splash down safely. Voyage to shore will be completed <laughs> by ship. Okay, <laughs> so you'll get a 360 degree look of the Earth. Okay, at a hundred thousand feet. Now I want to know, Terry, what say you? I say you. I will tell you, I will not be on that. You will not be on that. No, not in a million years. And what are your reservations? Uh, man-made. Man-made. It's new. No. Uh, I no. I see the Challenger all over again. Okay, okay. Thank you for that. Uh, so, thank you for bringing have down. you yes, ever yes, watched the movie The Aeronauts? What? The Aeronauts. 
that's no i've never the, that I've is never what people scientific balloon meter in scientific balloon developers yes it, it was about that and that was their goal in that movie the aeronauts. Yes, it in the movie took place in 1862. So they finally they were doing movies in 1862. No, they did a move a recent movie in 2019, but it's dated back to the 1862. The aeronauts is what they were called, and it was a scientist and or a navigator and a meteorologist. Is that right? That, yeah, work together. Oh, interesting. So they were probably the first developers in this project. I would still rather go on the bake tube. Okay, so so you're not going either, Carrie. I, I it scares me. A hot air balloon, open air. Is that open air? Well, it's not really open air. I mean, you're getting no. It's Are not there open windows? Air. No, no, it's not going to be open air because you're going. It's still. You're going a hundred thousand feet up in the air. Okay. You can't breathe up there. Okay, so it's you're in a capsule with the balloon on top. So the balloon is pulling you up, and you are in a capsule. Sure, I'll go. You'll go for one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, sure. Okay, fantastic, guys. <laughs> that is what we have. You can pay for it. But you know what? You're, I really can't. I really can't because I'm on a... Oh, you don't want to get rid of your cleaner? I'm on a fixed income. Well, you know what? <laughs> Listen, life is great when you have... Life and cleaning is great when you have a wife. You're on board flight 785. I'll take that flight to oh, the space. Uh, oh, no, no. I need you here. I need a break. I need some dusting. I need you here. <laughs> Guys, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with Learn Something. You're on board flight 785. Hey guys, Flight 785 here, and I will tell you, you got to go check out the Gentleman's Driving Club. Now, I've been beating the drum on the Gentleman's Driving Club for a minute, and I'm not going to stop, guys. I am not going to stop. Go check out Gentleman'sDrivingClub.com. They have a fly, classic, embroidered champion bomber jacket, some polo shirts, you know, some nice stuff, unisex zip hoodies, and I'm going to give you a promo code. Flight 785 will give you 15% off, guys. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Be a part of the flight crew and check out the Gentleman'sDrivingClub.com. What drives you? Go get it. Welcome back to Learn Something. So today, we're going to go over three commonly used phrases. Is that right? And I'm going to rapid fire ask you guys what these common phrases mean. Okay. And we're going to see if you're correct or you're incorrect or what you think they should mean. Okay? Okay. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to delve into the meaning of them, see if you're right. Yes. And then we'll delve into... Uh, how it originated. Oh, okay. very nice. All right. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. I can't wait. All right. The walls have ears. Terry. Ear hustlers, people who are listening in. And so you don't want to, you know, say something that's private or that you don't want anyone else to hear because the walls have ears. Can it? I concur. I concur. There are people okay. that, that, that listen to that uh, listen to you, you know, people that That's, are listening. Okay, so the meaning is be careful what you say as people may be eavesdropping. And you're correct. Yes. This originated from the Louvre Palace in France, was said to have listening tubes in different rooms so that it was possible to hear everything. Is that right? It really? was even rumored to have been the way Queen Catherine de Medici 
discovered political secrets and plots. Is that right? Yes. Hmm. Oh, oh my that's goodness. interesting. I, I didn't no, know the background. I had no idea. The I walls didn't either. I thought it was ears. very interesting. Okay. So be careful. The walls have ears. <laughs> the, the walls have ears. Okay. Right. I think this is a simple one. We'll see what you guys think. Okay. We're going to start with you, Kenan. All right. Raining cats and dogs. Raining cats and dogs. Uh, raining cats and dogs is a meaning of it is raining a lot. Okay. okay. It is raining a lot. And where do you think it originated from? Raining cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Some crazy person just came up with some came up with that and said it's raining cats and dogs <laughs> and it's stuck. Or it's, it's stuck. stuck. It's stuck and stuck with you. Way, huh? Tomato, tomato. You know what I'm saying. Yes. All right, Terry, what's the meaning and what do you think the origin is? I believe uh, I do agree with Kenyon that it's raining a lot. It's raining hard. I say the origin is probably in Great Britain because it rains a lot in Great Britain. Great and I Britain. And I could hear them saying something like that. Ooh, you're close. You're very close. How close? So the meaning, you both are right on the meaning. It's raining very hard. And the origin is that it has two stories that they tried to explain the origin. The first explanation says that the origin of this phrase comes from Norse mythology. Yes. Where cats would symbolize heavy rains and dogs were associated with the god of storms. Okay. okay. And then the Odin is the name of the god of storms. Yes. And then the second version says that, and this is where you come in with the correct answer, the second version says that in the 16th century, England, houses had thatched roofs where one of the few places where animals were able to get warm. So sometimes when it would start to rain heavily, roofs would get slippery and cats and dogs would fall off, making it look like it's raining cats oh and dogs. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Guys. Okay. I was right. It was the second one. My Definitely question is, I one. hope they weren't harmed in that. Well, I don't care if the cats um, got harmed. Diplomatic um, immunity. Oh, I wow. Said, I don't I care. care. I said what I said. The Diplomatic dog lover cares if the cats I got care. I said what I, I said. I know how I feel about my children. And um, I'm sure that cat lovers feel the same way about theirs. We have to Ain't respect others. Yes, we do. Even their 17 snakes under their bed. That's right. All right. Very well. Very well. What else do we got? <laughs> All Carrie? right. What else the we got? last one yes. is kind of mushy. Okay. But it is, where did the name Honeymoon come from? Kenan? Where did the name Honeymoon come from? Yes. You know what? What I, is the meaning of it? What is the meaning of it? You know what? And where did it come from? You know what? That is a great question. That is a great question. And I, for one, use your imagination. Use Tell my us, imagination. Yes. Well, this what is a PG rated podcast, Carrie. So we need to just keep so it, keep it down. PG. You know what? I, I, I really do not know. I am stumped. I, truth be told, I did not. Are take, you are you envisioning honey and a moon? You no, know, I'm like not. honey syrup and a moon. No, or I'm not. Truth be told, like I did not take my ginkgo bilboa today. So I do not. I cannot give you an answer. What Maybe is that's it? why you can't get it. Grasp on the honeymoon. It's all on you. Okay, I I believe that it does have something to do with the moon, literally. Okay, you know how there's blood moons. 
Yes. Then there could have been a moon that appeared in a honey color. You know, there are a lot of times they're orange and red. And I think oh, okay. that's where they got the honeymoon from. Gotcha. And I what's the meaning it. of it? The meaning because of the color. The color yes. of the okay. honey. Okay. The color I, of the following. honey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sure it came from France. The honey color of the moon. And yes, it came from France. It came France. from France because there It's you not know, as fancy as just, your your definition. Okay. <laughs> don't, okay. Don't look did so you find stressed. A, did you find a second definition? Because I won the last one on the <laughs> second definition. You maybe should have looked a little bit guys, harder. Terry has to insist that she's right, guys. She's the she's the sister that has to insist. One out of three is, is right. good. All right. All right. Well, well, the meaning is a holiday spent together by a newly married couple. Oh, very nice. Yes. And the origin, According to tradition, a newlywed couple would have a drink, a beverage with honey for an entire month for fertility and good luck. Ain't nobody got time for that. You guys were way off base. I'm not not drinking honey every day. I can't do it. I cannot do it. And it's called the honeymoon. Is that right? (laughs) Okay. Wow. Uh, I've never never heard of that. I have never heard of anything like that. And you can get more of those tips and tricks off of Bored Panda. Bored Panda. And that's B-O-R-E-D. Oh, yes, it is. You like it? No, never heard of it. Oh, okay. So, guys, I heard heard a saying saying, uh, made by Carrie about two weeks ago. That just just blew my doors off. I couldn't believe it. I'm we were, sure you're misspoken. No, no. Well, you were misspoken. We were talking. And no, I'm always right. We were talking about something, and Carrie looked at me, and she said, well, you sow what you get. <laughs> I said, excuse me? I said, I you said, know, it was me? probably 9 she o'clock said, at night. You were said, probably making me stay up later than I wanted <laughs> please, to. Please, I have the floor. Let me speak my truth. She it was said, probably about love and lockup, no, and I'm saying they sow what they get. No. <laughs> it's not you sow what you get, okay? That is not the same. I don't like the word reap. The the. Okay. like reaper it's like oh, reaper yeah, yeah it's creeper reaper uh, okay. i don't the like that reaper. word yeah. so you sow what you what was it <laughs> guys uh, this is what i have to deal with this is what i have to you deal with guys. you make no it's not no why don't you just quit while you're behind okay quit while you're behind you're i'm ahead this is ridiculous guys it is time all right so is that it for learn something Carrie? That's is it. that it for learn something Fantastic, guys. I love these learn somethings. I always learn something when we do a learn something. It makes you better, doesn't it? What? <laughs> it what? makes you a more well-rounded person, does it not? Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, I guess it does. I guess, You know what? You're right. You are right. But anyway, guys. You learned a lot today. I, I did. I did learn a lot on the learn something. And the more new, you know, guys, the more you know. You're on board flight 785. Guys, it is time to get to the final segment of the show. My favorite part of the show, it is called Abby is Not Right. And when we do Abby is Not Right, I like to pull a story from one of the advice columns like Dear Abby or Miss Manners or any of those yahoos that don't know what they're talking about. And we talk about it, guys. We break it down. We, we break dissect it. Down, it and we decide. We if psychoanalyze. Abby, yes. We judge. We prejudge. Yes. We decide if Abby is or <laughs> is judge. not right. And I'm ready. Terry, are you ready I'm for ready. Abby is ready, not right? Ready, ready. Okay. Are you okay. going to let Terry uh, answer first? 
we'll let Terry answer first. That's some pressure. And then we'll let Carrie answer next. And then I will come in as usual and give the reel. So here we go. Dearest Abigail. Now this is to Abigail Van Buren. Okay. Dearest Abigail. I've been with my boyfriend, John, for a year and a half. He had been divorced for two years after a 20-year marriage when we got together. He told me he and his ex, Jessica, were still good friends. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So far, so good, guys. So far, so good. They're probably still on the honeymoon. Well, no. <laughs> I thought it was... Okay, quit it. I thought it was okay since they were co-parenting their kid. I have children of my own, and I understand. I gave up everything and moved two hours away to move in with John. Then I realized he was constantly talking and texting with her. Mm. Yes. Then I noticed all the food containers in the fridge were from her. It made me realize how How sweet. Yes. It made me realize how much he depends on Jessica. John told me they divorced because they grew apart. When we discussed it further, John admitted that he still depends on Jessica for everything from dinners to paying his bills and daily conversations. They are both in relationships, separately, of course, and they continue to act like this. They continue to act like this. Now, their kid is 18 years old and has graduated from high school. (laughs) It just gets better. Am I wrong for not wanting to move forward in this relationship John doesn't seem to want or need me. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is terrible. Oh, no. I am very upset. I, guys, I am shaking. Can you see me shaking? My hands are shaking, guys. This is terrible, guys. Absolutely terrible. So now let's see what dearest Abigail has to say. To say that John is overly dependent on Jessica would be an understatement. And Jessica seems to like it that way. You're not wrong for preferring not to move forward in this relationship. You are intelligent. For you to move forward, Jessica would have to step aside. And it appears that neither she nor John is open to doing that. So, Terry, I ask you, was Abigail right or wrong with her advice telling Jessica or telling the lady to move on? Uh, Abby was right. However, there was a part that I think... Um, about her moving on it's not a thing of her being wrong it's her being stupid she hasn't moved on already that's what the problem is i mean it's like stupid slapped her all up in the face that she hasn't moved on this is so obvious why Why did she need advice exactly why would you even write in on something like that guys i don't understand terry does not have diplomatic immunity guys terry does not community terry does not have have diplomatic i have a few questions unless terry has more to add on the situation no i don't have any more to add on right now until i hear your questions go ahead okay perfect Uh, you might have to pipe in on this one so my question is has the girlfriend tasted the meals yet I do not know that was so she may not appreciate the help that jessica is providing Yes. And uh, I wonder if there's still honey in the meals. If there's still what? <laughs> wink, wink. What? what? I don't know what that means. I, I, I... You know, are they still on their honeymoon? Is she still oh providing my. honey? Okay, Carrie. And really, then... Please. Uh, she moved in with them. She just needs to live with what she decided to do. Okay. Okay. Now, Carrie, Carrie, come on. Come on now. We can't... Really? No, no. We got to let her go. We got to let her go. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, even though she's stupid, we got to let she, her go. She's Give not her some gonna, advice. She's not going to move in. I mean, she's not going to move out. She needs to move out. She's going to wait five years, and the 18-year-old son is still going to be there. The ex-wife is still going to be providing meals, yeah. and he's still going to be texting for all of her decisions. Yeah. Yeah, and her doing his bills. It, she will she will not leave right away because she's asking for advice. Yeah. And so, usually yeah. when people ask for advice, they don't listen for a couple of years. So are yeah, you saying true. so Terry, you're saying that Abby is right and Carrie, you're saying that Abby is wrong. Is that what you're telling me? No, you? Abby's right, but it's not gonna happen. So Abby is right that this this lady needs to move on. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, she should have never even moved in. She should have visited for the weekend and found that stuff out. Yeah. This sure. is what okay. This is what I believe. I believe that Abigail is wrong. I believe that this woman, she is with John. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe that they need to work things out. Okay. Too often, you know, this is not a relationship podcast, guys. Too often, you know, people don't stop to work it out. You know, so they, they need to go to out. they need to go to counseling. Oh, they, take some cooking classes together, some budgeting classes together. Yes, they've learn got to work together. Out. They've got to learn work it how out. to ghost the ex. Uh, well, I don't know about ghosting the ex because he the, is still. The child is 18. Yeah, they but can he, move on. Yeah, but he still needs Jessica to pay his bills. So and now, stuff like now that. you're backpedaling no, on no, the counseling. No, I'm, no, I'm not backpedaling on the counseling. I'm guys. hearing I, he's backpedaling. I, I think so too. Yeah. Guys, that's, yeah. that's what I'm hearing. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not backpedaling. On you the know, counseling. if you what don't, I'm, if you don't check all my blocks, what then, I'm, you know. What, yeah, what I'm, what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. The young man is doing everything he can. I believe John's a jerk and that you're sticking up for John. It's very rude. You know what, guys? I'm going to shut this down. Well, John's the one that's going to need the reconstruction and counseling. Guys. So he's not really for John. Guys, stay tuned in two weeks. He's for John to change. Yeah. Stay tuned in two weeks. Because you're not suggesting they need to go to counseling for her, right? Stay tuned in two weeks for the Attack on Men <laughs> podcast, hosted by Carrie and Terry, the Attack on Men podcast. You're on board flight 785. This is ridiculous. The lady needs to stand by her man in the na- in the words of Tammy Wynette, guys. In the words of Tammy Wynette. I believe the wrong woman is standing by her man. Well, okay. Okay. Anyway, guys, we are running out of time. We are running out of time. I would like to thank you, Terry, for showing up on the show. Do you have any final thoughts, Terry? Do you have any final thoughts? I do not have any final thoughts. No um, final thoughts. Except that the woman needs to get her own apartment. No, she doesn't. That's my lie, okay? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Gary, do you have any final thoughts? Yes, I'd just like to thank Terry for participating and putting up with our, our bowl. Yes, yes. <laughs> we enjoyed it. Outstanding. Thank you. Outstanding. Guys, we are going to see you in two weeks. And guys, I will leave you with this. Do what you can, the best you can with what you have. We love y'all. Fair skies and a tailwind. We will see you guys in two weeks. You're on board flight 785. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.